Good morning, I'm Richard Price and welcome to episode 7 of The Walk Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at RichardP1975. Okay now, this week, um, different different day, Tuesday morning, um, came and went, had a headache all day yesterday and in fact the day before as well nasty two-day headache Um, and I just didn't really feel in the right frame of mind to record the podcast so it usually goes out on a Tuesday night I've often recorded on a Monday morning if not Monday morning then definitely Tuesday morning Um, but yesterday as I say didn't happen so it's a Wednesday morning hopefully this will be out tonight Um, so yeah slightly different it's a lovely morning it's um lovely autumnal morning it's the trees are are all sorts of colors and the sky is gray with a few few white clouds sorry start again there the the sky is blue with a few white clouds it's clear but not cold Um, it's not windy so you shouldn't hear too much wind interference um, on the mouthpiece you're gonna hear traffic as usual and you're probably going to hear me getting a bit out of breath, as usual. Um, first things first, diet update. Um, well, I've got two weigh-ins since the last show because normally I record the show just before a weigh-in or you know the day of a weigh-in. Um, this time weighed in last night, but also I've got last week to update you with as well. Now I'd lost six and a half pounds in the first week just under half a stone last week's um four and a half pounds which i was really pleased with um especially considering i had a big saturday out with the lads lots of beer and a curry and yet i still lost four and a half pounds that week by being strict um with myself at all other times so that took us up to 11 pounds in two weeks which obviously I was really, really pleased with. Um, this week not so good. I don't know why, because I have put the same effort in. Um, but last night, I'd only lost a pound and a half, which isn't great as far as I'm concerned, but I have to look at it as moving in the right direction. I have to just put it down to one of those things. It's put me... Um, at £12.5 lost in three weeks, which I still think over the course of the period is extremely um, positive. It's nearly a stone and we're getting there. So I'm happy with it. I'll continue. And, um, you know, moving in the right direction. I guess psychologically last night what was important is that by losing that £1.5, I've now gone into the lower stone in weight. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about what that is, but... I think you know you all know it's um it's not a very impressive figure or maybe it is impressive depends which way you look at it um it's all paid for as they say anyway that's the diet update um the next thing um just left the house having had a bit of a a barney with my wife and i wasn't really going to talk about this but it's just happened so it's kind of in my head and um, 
yeah, I feel like I need to need to share. Um, it's just one of those things where you just can't reason with someone that you think you know really well, that you've lived with for, you know, um, 11 years, you've been married to for 10 years, and we've been together for, you know, 20, 20 years, what, 21 years now. Um, so, you know, we, we know each other very well, and, and yet sometimes I just think, I've um, moved in with a stranger. Um, it was over something really silly. A pair of jeans I wanted washing. Um, she asked me if I wanted them washing and I said yes. And then they ended up in another room. I don't think I put them there, I think she did. And yet now I say to her, why are they still there? They haven't been washed. Not in a nasty way, just in a, oh, you know, you were going to do these, you asked me. And they're still there. And then I get the blame because I didn't sort of hand them to her and say, please wash these jeans. And it really annoyed me because she asked me if I wanted them washed. And I said yes. Now at that point, presumably, she knew exactly where they were. Um, you know, otherwise she wouldn't have asked me. Because sometimes the jeans don't get washed because I don't put them where they need to be washed. And that's, that's fine. That's my fault. But this time, she asked me the question. She knew where they were. She said, do you want them washing? And I said yes. I thought at that point she was about to put a wash on them. And do it, and obviously not, but I get the blame for it, and, and um, I upset her because I expect, well, apparently I expect these things to be done, when I don't really, it's just reasonable if somebody asks me a question, and I give them um, a response that I then think that the, the deal is done, you know, she's then going to wash those jeans at some point, but the reality was, had I not mentioned it today, they would still be sat there, so... Um, I was kind of reminding her really, but I didn't get any, any thanks for that. Anyway, enough about that, and if my wife did listen to this, she wouldn't be very happy that I was talking about it on a podcast, but there we are. She's probably not going to listen to it, so that's cool. Um, the next thing, and again, I didn't necessarily know I was going to talk about this, but it's been, been in my head over the last day or so and it kind of feels like the right time really it's just something quite personal I wanted to share and um, it's not necessarily an easy subject to talk about but you know hear me out and I do feel that this is probably the right time um, over the last few months probably since certainly since May, but I think um, probably really since the turn of the year, if I'm honest, um, I've been feeling different. I've been feeling like there's this kind of fog in front of my eyes, this kind of feeling hanging over me, and, you know, it's been very difficult to pinpoint it's left me um, at times you know quite introspective and you know just generally I wouldn't even use the word miserable I don't think anybody that's seen me too much over the last few months would have had too many um, signs that I was going through this 
because in public I guess I can continue the way I normally am but in reality I felt this way and I didn't know why and I think I kind of guessed what it was probably going to be but in the end you know decided to consult the doctor went through you know discussion with him and filled out a sort of questionnaire which you know the answers to which detected that I was probably suffering from from a I think the word moderate was used moderate depression um most people that know me would probably say I was maybe the last person they would be expecting to be in that position um but, but hey that's where I was and that's where I've been for a few months and it's it's not been easy because it's a worry you wonder sort of whether it's actually the beginning of something much worse and how long it's going to take to to come through it but I was told by sort of lots of people that it was the the best thing to do to have recognized it and kind of almost accepted it and only then could you could you start to to get better really um, and it's taking its time gradually I've I've started to feel like myself again and um, it's only now getting on for six months you know um, hence that I'm probably able to say with any degree of confidence at all I've come through the other side don't want to get melodramatic about it you know I wasn't having dark thoughts I wasn't suicidal I wasn't sat in the corner screaming or crying to myself it just wasn't like that it was just this general malaise really but it, there was no kind of re rhyme or reason to it you could look at lots of things and say oh you know maybe they're contributing I wasn't particularly happy in my job and that's probably one of the key factors um, you know very unhappy about my weight feeling kind of out of control in terms of my weight rather than just what my weight is just the fact that I never felt like I had a grip of it and one of the, the major warning signs which only now in hindsight can I can I look back on and say there were alarm bells ringing is um music now I didn't start listening to the Smiths I do like the Smiths anyway but you know I didn't start listening to depression depression um depressing music not as cliched as that actually what I did was I went off music and I think people on Twitter will remember me talking about this um, I just went off it I I didn't really want to hear anything that was remotely challenging I didn't want to hear anything new if I did play music you know it had to be stuff that was very um, familiar to me and therefore easy to listen to and I don't mean easy listening I just mean things I'd known for a long time and felt comfortable with 
you know, I find myself playing odd songs rather than sitting down and, and playing whole albums, which is what I actually had been doing. Um, you know, so I wasn't really experiencing, you know, an album as a body of work as many feel it was meant to be. I just thought, oh, you know, I like that song, I'm going to play that song and then I'm going to go on to something totally different. But it was all stuff that I've probably been listening to, you know, since I was a kid and and later. And all of a sudden, this sort of thirst I, I was having for for new music and more challenging music went out the window. And I didn't know why, and I thought maybe, maybe it was just a fad. You know, I am known for my swings in in what I'm interested in at any one time. Um, I never, um, I'm never ever going to suddenly decide I don't like music. But the music that I'd previously been listening to, um, you know, the kind of more serious, challenging, and you know, more sort of. Um, I guess you could say, you know, music lovers' music, rather than just the general stuff that gets pushed out commercially. Um, I, I was suddenly not not wanting. I was suddenly finding that this stuff sounded like a like a noise in my head, and I didn't want it, and and so I just stopped playing it, and it lasted for a while. And it's only now can I say that. You know, I think, I think it was due to the way, the way I was feeling, really. And the other reason that leads me to, to draw this conclusion, albeit in hindsight, is that just this last week or so, I've started feeling like playing music again. And I mean, you know, albums more challenging stuff, stuff that, that you know, not mainstream, the kind of stuff that, that music, music lovers listen to, um, you know, an example, you know, this morning I've listened to a couple of albums as I was getting ready, and that's not what I was able to do um, in recent months. But I've been able to stick on a field music album and an Antlers album. And, you know, they're both works that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't even be aware of. And that's kind of the point I'm making, really, with them being a little bit more um, harder to access, not so commercial and mainstream. It's difficult to explain without sounding like a music snob, but I think people do know what I mean. Um, yeah, and all of a sudden I feel I feel like listening again. I feel like buying Uncut again and looking at the reviews and finding out what new stuff is out there and Spotifying it and listening to it and then deciding whether I'm gonna gonna make the purchase or not and deciding what format I'm gonna buy it. Am I going to download it? Do I fancy a CD? Or am I going to go the whole hog and 
and get the vinyl and that's just something I've I've lost over the last few months really the whole summer if you like and now it feels like I'm back in a way I I'm not naive enough to think that everything's going to suddenly be exactly as I want it to be and as it should be I've got my worries, I've still got the weight loss battle but I just feel as if even by recognising the problem once again enough to go to a slimming group and and do something about it makes me at least feel as if I'm in control you know, I've got a long way to go but I'm doing something about it and that's really important um, I'm not very good with money me and my wife bring in more than enough really to to manage what we need but we're not the best at um, budgeting and saving so we've always got a bit of a, a money issue um, we tend to spend more than we've got and that's just just the way both of us are if one of us wasn't like that I think it would it would curb the other one um, but to have two people in a partnership that both have quite similar attitudes to to money isn't always the best thing so um that's always a bit of a worry because times are tight you know I haven't had a pay rise in in two years you know not even standard of living and um, or cost of living and I took a decent pay drop when I lost my previous job to go back into the one I'm in now a job I'd left five years previously um, and my wife although she does reasonably well as a department um, head in a secondary school um, you know she's on less hours than she used to be because obviously you know we've had the children and they're not they're not cheap children are they especially the um, the childcare costs they, they hit us will be a lot better off when they finally um, are done and dusted you know so I've got worries I've got things like everybody else but I, I feel as if they're manageable and they're just things that that we all go through I think what was worrying with the way I was feeling was I wasn't able to pin it down to those kind of things I was just feeling the way I was feeling and there wasn't too much to explain why and it crept up on me and um, you know it was a bit frightening at times and uncertain I haven't shared this with too many people it's been really on a need-to-know basis because 
I just didn't see the, the need to put it out there for all and sundry really but now I feel talking about it is is positive um, you know like it would almost be a waste not to talk about it in a way um, because there is there's so much I can kind of take from it um, moving on really um, like I said I've told very few people it's been a need to know basis it's not something I'm embarrassed about but why would I need to you know reveal to anyone um, who didn't need to know but there was just one person I told who I never intended to tell but for one reason or another I I ended up feeling as if I had to. Um, it was somebody who, you know, I thought was a friend and as it transpired was quite simply not a friend. This person had a problem with me, something I'd said or done, but they didn't feel the need to tell me what that actually was, which is ridiculous in itself, but clearly it was bad enough that they weren't willing to even give me the benefit of the doubt or the opportunity to explain my way out of the situation. I think everyone deserves that, but there we are. But even regardless of that, I ended up telling this person, against my better judgement, that I had been suffering with, with a depression and that whilst I wasn't using this as an excuse for whatever it was I'm deemed to have said or done um, I just feel as if it maybe ought to be taken into account and I basically kind of really put it to this person that whilst I wasn't necessarily saying you know everything that I've said or done in the last few months has been all down to how I've been feeling I was kind of saying to them you know at least bear with me bear with me, give me that benefit of the doubt because I am feeling you know, different and vulnerable and 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 it's not it's not kind of fair to to, to judge me on, on on those things um, at this present time if, if, if you want and this person pretty much said to me Oh well, yeah. I'm sorry that you've been feeling that way. You know, I hope you feel better soon. But also, pretty much said. But you know, don't really want anything to do with you. Anyway, kind of thing. You know, what I'd said hadn't really made any difference at all to this person's view of me. They hadn't given me the benefit of the doubt, but they also hadn't taken into account what I felt was very personal information, which you know virtually anyone else I know, I'm sure, would have would have taken into account and and kind of held back on on what they were thinking and, and their judgment of me. But this person didn't, 
Um, everybody thinks this person's a really stand-up guy, and I'm not going to name them, but the reality is, is that they, to me, showed their true colours that day um, by pretty much kind of turning their their back on me in spite of of me kind of putting myself out there really and and showing a, a weakness and a vulnerability which I had hesitated to do and now obviously wish I had never done um, and that's probably the only really regrettable thing that's, that's come out of it um, and I don't think people know that story and actually because of this person's actions there's been others that have judged me um, simply on what that person's had to say um, I don't believe that person's revealed to them what I told that what I told him but in many ways that doesn't help because actually that means that they're, they're, they're making the judgment based simply on on one side of a story and, and, and they're not taking into account my side of the story or any of the, the mitigating factors that I that I've talked about and um, I have to say this shouldn't have bothered me as much as it did but it but it did and, and it, in many ways it still does and it, it was extremely disappointing to me um, and unexpected um, but you move on and you know who your friends are I guess okay um, that's all I'm gonna do today um, you know, it's been a different kind of show. There's been very little humour in here, and in many ways, it wasn't the show I'd I'd planned towards the end of last week when I started to think about the things I was going to include today. But I'm glad that I've gone on to speak about um, the things that I have, and you know, thank you for listening, and and I look forward to you joining me again next week for for show eight of the walk. I'm Richard Price, and you can follow me on Twitter at RichardP1975. You can read my blog at RichardP1975.wordpress.com. Goodbye.